we gonna hang out with Rick James tonight, you know what I'm saying? And here he comes out the room, and I look at him, and I'm not bullshitting, man. I seen like, like an orange, his aura or whatever, I, I seen it. He's orange. <laughs> he started kicking me, and he was mad man, which was, you know, right up my alley. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. One of the best singers, one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. He walking to any chick licking the whole Saturday face, man. I'm Rick James, bitch. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> we got closer, started hanging out. My brother didn't do any of this shit. So at night, when Eddie would break out, we would all be doing, getting crazy and wild. If I was hanging with Rick, he had this thing with me where he used to always like with me, man. I don't, I don't know what, what started it. You know, he was hanging out with the big dogs, you know. You know, Charlie didn't know he was doing crazy things and I had to straighten him out. Sometimes I had to go upside his head. Things like escalated to the point where, you know, my man got too familiar and I ended up having to whip his ass, man, you know, because, you know, he would step across the line. Habitually, he's a habitual line stepper. First time, you know, I, I had to end up whipping his ass. Uh, we went to Studio 54. We walking up into the VIP section, and um, I'm looking around to see who's there, and looking at the girls and everything. And all of a sudden, I heard something go, Charlie Murphy! had this ring on to commemorate this song he had put out called Unity. And this was a this and this was imprinted in that black head of his for at least a week. Unity! <laughs> Eddie and everybody else thought that that was the funniest shit. And so that threw me in a, a weird space because I'm like, yeah, this is Rick James. He's a star. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> it's a celebration, bitch. <laughs> Maybe I'm overreacting. I actually went there. Like, I, maybe I shouldn't do nothing. But my ghetto side was going, yo, stomp this motherfucker out right here. What the fuck is wrong with him? I'm just in wine and I'm just getting started, bitches. He totally just wrote me off. Like, I'm that to steal on. You know what I'm saying? What, what? What? You gonna smack me back? I'm Rick James. He's Charlie Murphy. I waited because I knew what, what hotel he was staying in. Eddie and them went home and I said, y'all be right back. I shot over to the hotel. Went up to his room, knocked on the door. So then, he comes in there, and I said, look, bitch, I'm Rick James. <laughs> oh, Charlie Murphy! He had his hand cocked to throw another right hand. When he's coming for his camp, caught him with the front. He'll tell it like he gave me some kind of Bruce Lee cross kick or something. I kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> Wind is knocked out of him. And then he screams out. Security! The one in the front, he had crooked eyes and shit. One eye was looking at me, and the other one was looking at Rick. And Rick had edged over by the, the window. Now, darkness, the tables are turned. Do with him whatever you like. Motherfuckers take one more step. I'm kicking this out the motherfucking window. Come in, freeze! You know you was wrong for what you did to me earlier. Look what you did to my face. I'm sorry, Tyler Murphy. It was an accident. I was having too much fun. I'll offer you a truce. 
the stickiest of the icky. You want to smoke with the old boy Rick James? Yo, man, my forehead is bumping, man. Now that you mention it, I think I'm bleeding inside my chest. <laughs> but I got the medicine. Bitch, come over here and have sex with Charlie Murphy. I'm Rick James, bitch. That was how that particular incident ended. But it wasn't the last time I had to whip his ass, whip his ass, whip his ass. Don't you think Charlie's a little old to be taking karate? He's probably taking it with the little kids. Yeah, Charlie whipped my ass in his dreams. I told you, Charlie had delusions of grandeur in his head. The, the Studio 54 thing, you know, that, that blew over. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but then, you know, here we go again. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Rick is encouraging me, you know, he shows up at my brother's house. Up. Nice place. <laughs> so he had the dirty cowboy boots on. Pushed us out of the way, barged in the house. My brother had these brand new couches. They were suede, right? And he gets on the couch and says, "Why don't I stretch out?" <laughs> and just started grinding mud on the couch, man. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in Eddie's couch. You remember why you did it? Because yeah, Eddie could buy another one. Fuck your couch. Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. Yo, couch, yo, couch. Darknesses, darknesses. Because my my complexion used to call me darkness. He calls me and my brother darkness. He calls us darkness brothers. See, this is long before Wesley Snipes. Back then, we was the blackest on the planet. According to Eddie, both of us brother darkness, twin brother darkness. And we stand there looking at him. He's looking right in our eyes as he grinds his mud. See, I never just did things just to do them. Come on, I mean, what am I gonna do? Just, just all of a sudden, just jump up and grind my feet on somebody's couch, like it's like it's you know something to do. Come on, I got a little more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet on Eddie's couch. You know? See, I never just did things just to do them. Come on, I mean, what am I gonna do? Just, just all of a sudden, just jump up and grind my feet on somebody's couch, like it's like it's you know something to do. Come on, I got a little more sense than that. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet on his couch. And then it was like, you know what? Let's handle this. We went over there. You like? Hey, Charlie Murphy! Oh. And we held him down, and we just wailed on his legs. Ah! Ah! You darkness! You black midnight evil mother! Black magic darkness! Darkness, you <laughs> delirious motherfucker. <laughs> you were cold as ice. But still, Rick James, even after taking a beating like that, <laughs> your couch. This motherfucker's going out. His legs is like, like linguini. I've been kicked out of better homes than this. <laughs> I'll be back. You black motherfucker. <laughs> Wide nose having motherfucker. They said he never gave you money. You don't know how to appreciate you. You know you get another couch. What am I gonna do about my legs? My brother, you know, he's a he's a lot more compassionate than I am. He's looking and limos driving off. He said, "Wow, man, Rick really needs help." I was like, "Yo, we just gave him some help." Bust his ass and shit. I bet you he won't come over here and disrespect like that again. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Talking about Rick James, man. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Children Immigrants Podcast. I am the man with the plan that's going to always keep it 100 grand. Uh, K-Dot, a.k.a. the Nigerian Therapist, a.k.a. Deuce of the Juice. Rafael De La Ghetto, if you know your Fresh Prince, you understand the reference. Uh, side nigga Sundays, that gets you ready for main niggas on Mondays, so everybody involved can have a fun day on their day. I am he, the reigning side nigga of the year, yes. Uh, today is a very special day in the 2B Trap Studios. I'm here with some uh, up-and-coming new faces in Hollywood. Well, actually, some pretty established faces in Hollywood, if you ask me, based on shit that they've done before. Uh, We're going to get into that later. But I am here with my homeboy from childhood that apparently has known me since <laughs> he was like little kids. <laughs> I don't remember this, but hey, I beat him in first place in a, in a, spill, in a, in a, in a spilling me trophy, according to him. So that, that, that confirms it. Uh, and of course, here with her directorial debut. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful Miss Nia and baby Spike Lee Tavoris <laughs> himself. Hey yeah, guys. thank you, thank, thank you for, for having, having us. Man. What is up? What Jake's is up? Welcome, 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 welcome. I, I, this is a long-awaited episode. Um, I, I would be remiss if I did not allow you guys to talk about your new project that you guys are working on. Oh, uh, y'all got y'all got something coming out called Midwesterners that y'all working on. What what what, what is this story about? What what how how's y'all come up with the name Midwesterners? What what tell tell He's people the brains. Tell tell the people. Tell, 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 tell <laughs> oh, the people. Um Woo, Midwesterners. Okay, so Midwesterners is a very, very interesting show. Um <clears throat> the title I'll get to how the title came out in a second, mm-hmm. but the show was crafted because when I was working on Chirac the series, or this is not Chirac, mm-hmm. um, the producers of that show at that time, or the executive producers of the show at that time, were telling me like, "Yeah, you're next up. You're next up." Because I, I mean, I had already had like a little bit of buzz. I mean, I've been telling you since high school. That no, no, no. But I was about like next up. up as far as like when we're done with this show, we're going uh, to produce your show. So write something so that we can, you know, okay. boom, boom, boom. So we keep the ball rolling. Yeah, so we keep the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I say, like, I bet. Start writing. And as I'm writing, I'm, I start thinking to myself, like, you know, taking advice in from my teachers and shit, like, write what you know. Like, write what you, True what shit. you remember. Like, write, write things. That write you something know. that's real to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. I start thinking about it, and I'm like, bro, I'm 20 years old right now. Mm-hmm. I'm producing the biggest independent show in the city at the moment. I'm mm-hmm. a black man producing this right now. And... I'm not going to lie. I was living a very wild lifestyle. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, when you're in college and you're 20, like money is money is money don't mean shit. Yeah, money don't mean shit. So it's like a couple hundred dollars is a lot of money to a 20 year old. Yeah. Know, that, that don't have no bills at that point. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like I'm going crazy. <laughs> like me and my me and my assistant like of the show. We would drive the grip truck, so that's the truck that has like all the gear that yeah, like yeah, yeah. lights the set and Cable, all that, right? Shit like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would drive the truck. We would wrap. We would be done on set. Mm-hmm. Take the truck, either go to his house or my house, get dressed, or we would just go straight to a club and pull up. Pull up to like the club. Some big wigs and shit. <laughs> Not even pull up on the big wig shit. We was real low key, but we was young motherfuckers of with some money on of us. Of course. So we go in the club, bro. Like. After we get out the club, somebody said what happened earlier today. <laughs> uh, we we would we would get out the grip truck, go into the club, go drink whatever party in this uh, club, 
have a meeting with somebody in the club or you know it would be like some type of networking that eventually would end up happening yeah, yeah, yeah. we would leave the club drunk go get some food pull up to wherever the next set is sleep in the truck outside of there yeah, yeah, yeah. and when the crew and everybody start pulling up you we wake up right. and we ready to work and, <laughs> we do, and we do it all over again so i thought to myself like yo that's dope as hell like a life like mm. there's a lot of people out here that dream of some type of life yeah, like yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. so i start writing about it i'm like yo if that's just one excerpt uh-huh. like a map I, I was like I've done this. I've done this. I've had people shut down this and do this. Like mm-hmm. I've had so much stuff happen. Like I'm about to write about it. Okay. So I started loosely writing scenes and about things about life. my life. Okay. And I just switched it over to a young woman being the lead, sure. and I made all of that like just change around. Like okay, and then I and then all the like supporting characters. What I did was I took little pieces of my life. Or like little pieces of my personality, mm-hmm. and I spread it out over multiple characters. Okay, okay. So that way, none of the stories that you will see will be able to track back to yeah. anybody in my life or anything yeah, going yeah. on. Like, you will be able to watch it and like literally just be entertained because it's like, yeah, damn, that's show pretty dope. Longevity and yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Now the title Midwesterner came about because it was dope and everything, and it was just like, I was on Facebook one day and somebody was like, Midwesterner people are the only people that do like catfish and spaghetti like things like that <laughs> and i'm like damn we're midwesterners Appear- like apparently we're also only people to say pop instead of soda yeah like soda. we have a whole culture to yeah, us yeah, you know yeah. so i was like the show is not going like the shot wasn't even a thing at the time mm-hmm. but just speaking in terms of like today the show is so different from the shot because it's like it's not anything to chicago yeah it, well it's not even just that it's specific to chicago because it kind of is it's more so that it's not specific to like the cultures that the shy tries to expose. Gotcha. This is like such of a, a more of like a broad space. Gotcha. That it's like the culture of being a Midwesterner is more so like the emphasis in this type of show type okay. of thing. Because like we could take this show and like go like anywhere that's in the Midwest. Like we can go like down to Springfield or some mm-hmm. shit and go shoot this and like that culture is still Relevant. there. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. it's like. The title just came up in Midwestern, and I researched it to see if like it was a word. And I'm like, uh, it's not. It's kind of like just some colloquial, colloquial, whatever yeah, word, yeah, type yeah. shit. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna go with Midwestern, and I just roll with it, and it just stood with me for the past like seven years, bro. Like, cause I wrote it back in 2014. True. And so. Obviously, I wasn't next up for them. Right. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to stop asking people for permission to do my projects. And just do it. I'm going to just do it. Yeah, yeah. And so for those past seven years, I had just been rewriting it with my business partner who was going to put up some money and everything. And we just kept rewriting it until we felt like it was perfect. And after we got it to a spot where we felt it was perfect, it was like, all right, cool. Let's go make it happen. Bad, so bad. now here we are making it happen. So, so introduce your director on, on this project I, so now the director I, is how she director is Miss Nia Vines <laughs> now that came about because me and Nia first off me and Nia we have a, a friendship like we have a real friendship mm-hmm. and I know that directing is a thing that she does I also know that writing is a thing that she does and like she said she had already wrote a pilot that I had read and so once I once I read the pilot that she had wrote and I knew I wanted to attach a writer to her to like um, develop her pilot out more. I had already had it in the back of my head, like, yo, she's already thinking episodic. 
Mm. So not a lot of directors think episodic already. Some yeah, think yeah. like just doing movie real quick, yeah, short yeah. Like she could think episodically. Okay. I'm like, okay, cool. And then with her being an actress, I'm like, yo, this project is probably a project that needs a director that's more so focused on the acting because me as the producer, as the showrunner, I already know what I want it to look like. Yeah, you just know big picture. Yeah, I know the super big overall yeah. picture, but if She's I have a director that specific can, Yeah, you know? like with performance. Like yeah. a director that can zone in on my performances. I need this more Yeah, from, I like I don't, need a, I don't need a director to come in and be like, make the camera come in this way. Like, I don't... <laughs> Bro, I don't need that. So she's not focused on the cin- yeah, cinematography. Like, but, but the thing is, she's capable of it. Yeah. Like, cause she's already lied the script and got it ready to do mm-hmm. all that. But I know when we get to the set, my performances are going to be like, boom, boom, boom. Like, they're going to hit mm-hmm. because I got her attached. True. So that was my priority because I'm like, I need somebody that can balance out with me. Like, if we when we become a team, I need somebody who I, I'm not going to feel like they bring an ego to me. Like, none of that shit. Like, we cool. True. And when I asked her, she was like, yeah. She she was kind of debating on if she wants an actor or direct in it, and I had to give her an ultimatum like, look, I'm not letting you do both. Either you gonna direct it or you gonna act. In it. Which one do you want to do? And she said, man, I'm a, I direct it. Let's go. So so let me let me pick your brain. What made you decide to direct this project? You're supposed to act on it. Um, that's a good question. Um, because it's not it's, it's not too many. "Quote unquote big black female directors in the industry oh, that's, space. That's one of the main it's growing, reasons. you know, yeah. but it's still not. Yeah, where that's it should one of the be, main reasons. You know? um, because there isn't a lot of us, and I just feel like I have an eye for a lot of things. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm an artist before anything. Like I, like a mm-hmm. artist, artist. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, and on top of that, I, I am um, an actor. So I'm just like, I know what looks good on screen. I know what. Um, looks good on stage. Mm-hmm. What looks good on stage is not going to translate to screen. For sure, you get what I'm saying. For like sure. we can't. You have to go bigger for, sure, for, for sure. a stage. Minimize that for screen. For you don't sure. want you doing too much. <laughs> you don't got to do too much for this. The like, difference between me, Broadway and Hollywood. Give me those inflections, but like tone it back just a little bit, yeah, just a little bit, yeah. and then just you know trying to maintain that level of um, comfortability with your actors or. Um, just to let them know that, you know, you're there to <clears throat> help them bring out the best. Because, like, we hired you for a reason. So, mm-hmm. I know you can do it. But, you know, being teachable um, <laughs> is, like, the main thing. Sure. And that made me realize, like, as an actor, I needed to, like, really take myself serious. Yeah. Um, just with both. But, um. So, let me ask you. Uh, this, this is your directorial debut. Yes, no. Kind of. Yeah, so. sort of. Yeah, for, to be honest. On, on a big On a bigger project. scale. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. okay. Um, what are the things that you have learned as an actor that you think will help you be a good director for this? What are some things that you have learned as an actor that you think is going to help you be a good, a great director for this project? Oh, just like I was telling you earlier, just like with me being on sets as an actor, knowing that when I come to set, I have to, you know, act a certain way, perform a certain way to be uh, taken seriously. So when I, you know, now that I'm directing and different things like that, I feel like me already having me already having that discipline, I, mm. I can be a better director um, because I've already been set up that way um, through schooling, through, you know, mm. performing for years, through, you know, different things like that have, have set me up to become a better director because I know what <clears throat> what an actor should be doing. I know what your what you should how your face should be. Yeah, yeah. The different uh, choices that you choose. You know everybody's movies. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're supposed to be doing, or, or what I would want from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
of course choose your um your you know your actions how you may Mm -hmm. um and then we could play around with that but just like really being able to be versatile Mm -hmm. and like be teachable yeah like and like looking at different things from different angles Mm -hmm. because i'm an actor Mm -hmm. or because i'm a director um i can be like yeah mm -mm, you're doing too much the directors they're not gonna want Mm -hmm. that like come on now like you know that like they're not gonna want that so scale Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. or as a director you need to be softer listen to these people um or not so harsh or different things like that not to say that i am but yeah, you know yeah. knowing how it is to be both i think is very beneficial for sure um just to be more relatable and to get things done more efficiently to be honest for sure for sure mm-hmm. as uh the director of this project that I can't wait to see and or be a part of depending on how y'all work me into the script because <laughs> I do want a part on this side. I, I want I want I Let's want go. to be on the screen or behind the stage somehow with this. But it's we, gonna be big. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. It's but big. Enough about my my future contribution on this show. Um, as the director of this product, what is some of the vision that you want to see happen with this show? What are some things that you oh. want to make happen on this show or that you want to create on the show what do you want it to be reflective of i've always been told that i had a very um i don't know if i want to say a centric mind but yeah i've been told that <laughs> <laughs> so like just showing or like being able to tell stories in a different way i'm so sick and tired of the way stories are being told right now mm-hmm. one-sided or it's all about our plight or mm-hmm. all about different things like i just want to bring something new yeah i want to bring something new to storytelling and the visuals okay i get bored easily so like with me knowing how i am i try to be like mm, i probably shouldn't do that because i know how i am and i probably will lose interest within yeah, like yeah, 10 yeah. seconds so <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. try it a different way to capture the audience you know what i'm saying sure. so just trying to act as the audience like even when i watch films i just can't watch it just to enjoy you know i can watch it to enjoy it but i'm like picking it apart like okay i want this like mm-hmm. i want this shot because this shot is going to invoke this type of emotion um with this person's facial, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. things like that. So, yeah. how 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 do you help bring? Uh, how do you help support TJ or help bring his idea for the show to to the stage to the screen? How? I really just listen to what he has to say, and then I'm I'm pro- I'm pretty much the one who like when he has an idea, he's like, I don't really know if I should do that. I'm like, no, bro, just do it. Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's yeah, 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 Like, that's true. let's not think about it. Let's just do it. That's like, true, yeah. why not? Because why not? <laughs> like, That's real. Like it's either a, it's yes or it's no, or it's a fail or it goes. What's the saying? Let's you know, go. For fortune favors the bold, man. Sometimes you gotta take the risk. No, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Sometimes you just do have to take the risk. That's and real. I guess so you could say I'm a risk taker. Uh, yeah, no, that's very true. Like if I have an idea or something like. She know like if I got if anything is in my mind like I will call her like hey, I'm thinking about this like mm-hmm. what or i or i like i'll even tell her like i think i've done this before like where i tell her like scenes that i have wrote that ain't that aren't even in the script mm-hmm. like some things that like like nobody even mm-hmm. knows about and i say like man what do you think about it like that uh, and like she's like oh no that's dope like or, or she might say something i i don't think i ever got a review yet that's been like hey that's not that's yeah, not yeah, cool yeah. but like yeah, or just like branching off of the ideas that he already has. Yeah, like, yeah. like she helped it like build up. Like, oh no, like yeah, if you do that, and then we do this, and then we take it this way. Like, yeah, like, and she's able to like. What I like is that she can like visualize. For sure. So it's like it's hard to work with directors 
whose visualization stops at the project, like at the actual screen. Mm. Like, yeah, her her visualization goes like beyond just executing the project. Like, I can literally talk to her about the business of the project, mm. and like she'll visualize like. Like she could probably visualize like what the red carpet would look like, uh, you know, or she could visualize the the platform that it would land yeah, on, you know, like mm-hmm. we could the we could visual, like the yeah, real yeah. big picture. So it's like I could really like call her like, yo, think about taking this deal. What do you think about this? Okay, you know, like we just like what we just had a call about that. Say, like, uh, have you guys signed just a deal had or just had a call about that? Like, no, I'm not I'm not exercising any deals right now mm-hmm. per se, but like it's a lot of <clears throat> partnerships coming in. Okay, for like sure. so like. One of the partners, you know, made a suggestion and it was like, damn, I don't know if I want to do it. Like, so let me call her and see how she feel. And I ran into her and she's like, yo. And that's after I, you know, I'm really good at articulating and explaining things. So it's like, once I got done, she was like, no, so actually, that's, like really, that. yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's a really good suggestion. Let's roll that way. Let's yeah. do that. So now it got us to a point like the suggestion that was made, I'm not going to let it be known out loud. Sure, but sure. I, what I will say is that the suggestion that was made that we went with now has us in a writing space where now I am pinning the rest of the season out. Okay. So before we only had what, like three episodes three written? Episodes. So now I'm, I'm about to write the rest of the seven episodes okay. or whatever it is. Okay. So I, I definitely, as, as the owner, CEO of the Children of Immigrants, I definitely want some sort of however, <laughs> however I can partner up with you guys and, and well, even, you know, even on a smaller scale. And you know, I was telling him this before, like yeah. The beautiful part about Midwesterners is that, you know, and I'm not going to touch on, I'm not going to even name drop the other yeah, Chicago shows, yeah, but too. what makes this different from the other shows is that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the level of negativity that those other shows carry is a lot heavier than our, like our show mm-hmm. is a lot more like refreshing, more positive, like mm-hmm. it's more rejuvenate. Like when you watch it, you don't feel like, your energy is taking stabs. Like you kind of feel like yeah. You kind of feel excited. Like 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 even like when I watch Power, sometimes I might get a little drained. I might get a little excited. But like this one kind of like leaves me like where I'm always just excited. Like I'm always yeah. positively charged for some reason. Like even they might have triggered tri- as much. Yeah, you're not triggered <laughs> as much. Like, <laughs> that's, that's real. like let's not get it wrong. Like in Chicago, it's right. still here. Like there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. little shit that does happen that is kind of like in a darker space. Yeah, 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 for space. Sure, for sure. But the show always has like the mission is always more like you the power. On the like, side of yeah, because we don't even touch on a lot of like corruption things yeah. that like the other shows really would do. Yeah, like, because yeah. we don't operate in that playground. Yeah, For like sure. we operate in more like a real powerful type of moves yeah, yeah, going on. Yeah. Like somebody might be involved with some gritty shit, yeah. but it's really not corruption. It's really just yeah, they're involved. In, yeah, like right. they're just powerful. It's okay. just what it is, you For know. Sure. For sure. So like. This show is, I don't know, bro. It's just different. This thing is just fully different. I don't even know if I'm answering whatever you just said. Nah, you, 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 you putting the sauce out there, man. You putting it out there. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Children of Grace podcast. Stay tuned. Um, is there like a tentative launch date or not yet for the first episode not yet not yet because the the thing is the show is one of those things where it's like producing what we need to produce to present to the network Mm. is is damn near 
crucial. Gotcha. So it's like what we end up producing will will eight times out of ten only be able to be a private screening for those that worked on it, for that's sure. involved in it. So that's why like even with the fundraiser is like, you know, the Kickstarter is like I think it's like a stack, you for know, sure. to come to the to the red carpet for screening. Sure, sure. But it's really because the thing that we're producing has to remain so confidential yeah. that if we drop it somewhere else, we could we could end up cutting ourselves out of a deal just because sure. it's too widespread already. For sure, for yeah. sure. So yeah, that's real. You know what I'm saying? That's real. Yeah, you know. So it's like the I, you know I went through the Kickstarter the other day and looked at all the, the the rewards and the prices for the rewards. And unfortunately, that's that's just what they are because it's like it is what, it is. what we're creating is something that has to be remain so exclusive and so private that it's like, yeah, we we want all the support that we can get. That's why we have a five dollar contribution spot. Like, if you want to support five dollars, you know, where, like, uh, you where, know. Where, where can they find the Kickstarter? Kickstarter at? What, what's, what's the link all through website? my page. Right. Go on my page. Uh, oh, I forgot we on the podcast. I'm th- I'm I mean, I'm I'm, I'm 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 gonna drop the link. On I'm talking. Look, I'm talking to Facebook. Right. I'm, I'm gonna drop the link in the, uh, in, the, in the description. No, I mean, you know, like we got the five dollar contribution. I think it goes all the way up to what, like five thousand dollars to okay. be like an executive producer. Okay. But that executive producer gets you like full access to everything. Yeah. Like you know, like you get to come on set with us. Like come come be on set. Come see the. Like, you know, come see the production. Yeah, you know, yeah, you get yeah. your cameo role, like all the shit. Like, <laughs> come on, and you at the red carpet with us, you at the rap part, like all of that. Yeah, but yeah. the link, you can find it on all my social media pages. So my Instagram, uh, my Facebooks, my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could find you could find it everywhere. Sure. And my name is just my name on all the social media is just my name. For sure. Like just T A V as in Victor O R E S. For sure. You know, you For just sure. type that in and you can get Midwestern all around, bro. Uh T- touching in the aspect of uh, black Hollywood and in black film space, black this whole industry, um, what are some of the struggles that y'all encounter as black producers, black actresses? Black it's not a lot of support. Black directors. I, I can just say that up front. It's not a lot of support, serious. and they don't take it serious. Mm. Like, like especially on the independent side. Like when we're the curators of everything, lit. Man, you have to think about it. You move the culture for we move the culture for For everything. You have the audacity to tell me that you don't believe that this is gonna pop. Stop, like, what you raggedy bitch. But it's all about numbers and then crossing over, too. So, just because the black demographic is gonna rock with it heavy, they're gonna really have to rock with it heavy to outdo, um, to to make up for the other demographics. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, like you can even look at like the red tail situation from back in the day, like. It was kind of like saying, like, yo, we need everybody to go support this black movie in mm. order for us to get more. Like, that That should be real, bro. Mm. Like, people need the, the numbers mm. to show. And, and for, it's an unfortunate situation, like, but mm. that's what it is. It's the politics. We got to... What do you expect? Yeah, you want a, somebody put some money behind you. Yeah, it's a, it's a justification for them to do it. So it's like, like, I can even, like, articulate with Midwesterners. Like, man, like, before I even launch the campaign... <sighs> She knows. She know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> but like, you got people in this year, people in this year. Mm. Yeah, bro. I can't hey, wait, wait to. Yeah, I can't wait to drop it. I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna support you. Don't worry. Uh, it's time to ask for some we, money. We, and bro, shit. we three percent funded. Yeah. I, my friends list on Facebook is maxed out, and let's just say out of the five thousand, half of that is the only like real people on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Man, like if. Half of those people that are real went and put five dollars up at twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, twenty five hundred people 
putting up five dollars, bro. You could have it funded right now. Yeah. Help me. Help me. Nigga. Help me. That's real. Like we could be good to go. That's we real. could pretty much be good to go. So it's like I, what I'm what I'm starting to learn a lot of the struggle from the independent side of this market, and this is a reason why I kind of don't do crowdfunding. Also, to be to be real with you, mm -hmm. it's like I get my hopes up in believing that those that say they want to support and those that are going to support are actually that going works. to support. <laughs> like that, you know, we just got that. We we, we yeah, we got that 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 space where you know we allow ourselves to fall victim to believing these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I and I fell victim to believing it, and now I'm like I'm sitting here and I'm like. We have conversations almost every day now where I'm starting to try to figure out how to do it if the campaign doesn't reach its goal. Mm -hmm. Because we're also on a platform where if we don't reach our goal, no matter who contributed, just so that it's known, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you contributed $5, $10, $100, $5,000. If we don't reach the $20,000, that money no, the money goes back, back to, to everybody that uh, contributed. All or nothing. So we it's not even a finesse game. Like, so... It don't matter if we raise fifteen thousand dollars, we're not getting fifteen thousand dollars. That fifteen thousand dollars goes back to everybody that put yeah, money up, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and then Kickstarter is gonna say, "Y'all tried." Is, is <laughs> like that's it. Like y'all tried. To that point, is, is there a deadline for when the campaign? I think we're over what February seventh. We're done. Like that, and 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 I don't feel like that's. I don't feel like that's like. I don't feel like that's like a short amount of time, bro. Like. Honestly, like the campaign had a window of thirty-five days as a deadline. Like, mm. it, there's like a, twenty-two days to go. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, there, there, there's a, there becomes a space when you're doing these projects where it's like, you know, we have these delusions of grandeur towards certain things, but then at certain points you have to like start being realistic towards what the outcomes are going to be. Where mm -hmm. it's like, I've given people. 35 days to support something that they've been saying they wanted to support, mm -hmm. and it's like. If the support is not there after 35 days, 35 days, why are me and her holding on for the people to support? And we at that point, me and her just go try to go figure something out mm -hmm. with it. But to give it its best chance to get picked up, yeah, the funding would be a great thing. But we might have to go figure out how to go make it for two hundred dollars now. You know, that's just right. just because the support was not there. Right. But that that's that's kind of where it is, man. Like. 35 days is a lot of time. Yeah. Like especially especially when I have a category of $5. Yeah. Like I've had somebody literally get on get like send me a message and say something back and they might be watching it now, I don't know. But I had them send me a message where I said, "Yo, I got a $5 slide." And they say something to me like uh, I don't got nothing to contribute right now cuz I'm trying to fund my own goals and dreams right now. And in the back of my head, I'm like how does you contribute $5 to my campaign that you're going to get back if I don't even get the campaign to go through? How does that get in, the, yeah. get in the way of what you got going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you donated $5 to the campaign, gets in the way of what you got going on. Like, you got bigger problems. You got a bigger problem with that. Like, <laughs> what? That's real. Now, I said something different to her that was going to hard. I but, believe it. You know, I yeah, if, if you contributed $5, it's going to mess up things that you got going on. Then it, there's a bigger evaluation. Yeah. I don't think you should be looking at dreams and go like your goals yeah. are a whole lot different than some dreams <laughs> at that moment. That's you know? real. Um, That's real. But I think 35, 35 days is a lot of time That's more than for people time. for I'm sorry, here, I'll put it like this. 
35 days is not a lot of time to raise $20,000, but 35 days is a lot of time to raise $20,000 when you have 10,000 people yeah, 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 that yeah. can contribute yeah, to yeah, yeah, it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so. it's different when you... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm urge my listeners when I drop this episode, please click the link in the description. Help, help, help get this black project, this black vision, this black dream on the screen. We need, we we need more positive representation of, of young black folks in this space, creating real stories that we can actually relate to, and not the shit that they constantly try and pigeonhole us into in Hollywood. And, and you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I feel like, and I've always been saying this since I wrote Midwesterner. I think Midwesterner is gonna do this thing where. Because originally I wanted Kiki Palmer to play uh, to play Jennifer. That's what I originally wanted to be the lead. What I think Midwesterner is going to do is it's going to create this new image of what the young black woman looks like. Like we've had Insecure, we've had yeah. you know um, Run the World. Like yeah, we got yeah. all these shows, but that's not the young black yeah, woman. Yeah, Those yeah. are like the the twenty six and up, yeah, you know, that's yeah. twenty eight and up. Like that's a different. Yeah. That's a different class of like black women. Black women, like yeah. they, they're the different emotional. That, that's, all that's the quote unquote stable adult. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a different paradigm. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like I'm showing a twenty year old, twenty one year old who's still figuring it out. Yeah. Who got to jump into it? Who got to right, jump into it? Right. Who loses both of her parents? Like all these different things. Whereas like. She has to, and she got to adjust to corporate America yeah. or corporate entertainment America. Yeah. So it's like she's she's in the middle of all of this. Now she got these two guys in the industry that's like it's just a whole bunch of things. But it's like her perseverance, her tenacity, her mm-hmm. her intelligence, the the support group that she has behind her of the of the women that she got around her. Like she a go getter. Yeah, like. Yeah. And I think like just seeing that image and her like being able to navigate through all these like different like hierarchies of society, like mm-hmm. economically and all that stuff, like she can go from like dealing with somebody that was in the streets to being next to somebody that's like super high up like executive wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like I think just to show that on a screen is beautiful. A beautiful reflection, bro. Yeah. And it and it just shows that like our black women are multi dimensional and that's kinda like Man, that's shit. what the show is gonna be showing, bro. Like we not they not just one thing, bro. Like I'm 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 encouraging my listeners again when y'all hear this episode. <laughs> click the link, drop 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 whatever you can to support this project. I I I'm gonna drop what I can to contribute to this as well because I definitely want to see this. Yeah, come, man, go come, ahead, drop that stack, man. Go ahead. I don't have a. I don't, have, yeah, I don't have a stock. I, I don't. A producer, man. I, I don't. Up, I don't have a stack. I might. I might. I might have, I might have a huncho for you. I, I, I probably got a huncho for I, you. What but does the I, get? I, I, I ain't no stack. <laughs> what does? I think the huncho gets you. What the, is that? The private Q and A with us? I think that's private Q and A. But also, one thing that people have to realize too is that those rewards don't go out unless the campaign is successful. Obviously. So it's like. I'm not gonna have the private Q and or I'm not, uh, no not even talking about you, but I'm not gonna send out the postcards that were fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we didn't win the no, like, real. Like, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> yeah, like, like, you no. lose the money at that point. Yeah, yeah, like no, 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 no. No, it's real. But I do. I think my chances of us getting to this twenty grand is 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 good. I do. I think like I have some meetings on the outside that she knows about mm-hmm. that are coming together that are like. Some are offsetting the cost of things, mm-hmm. and others are reinforcing the financial yeah, like yeah, yeah. backing that I want. So it's like, I think we're going to touch the twenty grand. Um, 
if anything, I think we're going to get really close. And then I think at that point, a lot of pure supporters are going to come in to like Just push us over the edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my prayer. That's my hope. That's my wish is that. Speaking into existence, man. My, my prayer, my wish. Or no, I'm just speaking into existence. What's going to happen is that we're going to get super close mm-hmm. through outside sources that I'm about to talk to. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the social media friends and everybody like who's been in the area, yeah, yeah, that's when the five ten dollars going to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and everybody's going to be on there and we're going to make it work. Yeah. And then next thing you know, a couple months from now, if not, you know, by the top of next year, probably by this fall, to be honest, because that's how fast things move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all will probably see Midwestern is starting to come on TV. Start seeing ads and things running. Is there, and I know this is probably cutting into some, you know, backroom deals and I don't want y'all to speak on too much if y'all can't, but... You know, we can say what we can. You know, is there like a tentative network or station or streaming platform that y'all are trying to look at as the vehicle Mm, for this show? I mean, like, I'll keep it a buck. Like, originally, I pitched it to VH1. It it did seem like a VH1 MTV. I pitched it to VH1. VH1, they liked it, but what they came back and told me was like, um, they don't produce fictional work, they like doing reality TV. So, yeah, so. You know, so that's cool, but what? But but because they're in right. that, you know, because they're in that network family, they did make a suggestion and say like BET, BET Plus might take it, which I feel like is a decent thing because yeah. I do feel like BET needs content that like this type of yes, content. yes. But I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I don't know if I even mentioned this to you. A, a spot that I kind of think I wanted to go to, like some people say Netflix, some say Hulu, things like. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Peacock. I could see it on Peacock. I wanted to go to Peacock. I could see it. Like, you know, they got Fresh Prince and all that. Like, I I, I I personally fuck with Peacock. I I think it could sit on Peacock. And I think it'll perform very well. Especially if I get... Yeah. You know who you're trying to get. (laughs) (laughs) Can't name drop her. Can't name drop her. I think, think, and again, you know, this is not me trying to, you know, add my two cents or whatever y'all work on. Hey, you know, we listen to everything. Between... If y'all was to, know. if y'all was to go a streaming route, if not Peacock, I could probably also see HBO Max kind of thing. I only now I could kind of see HBO Max, but I don't know if we gritty enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we get. Mm. I don't know if we get strong. Like I don't know if we get heavy mm. enough for HBO Max. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So like, it, 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 yeah, it's, 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 it's a more lighthearted kind of show. Yeah, that's okay. that's why I'm saying. Like that's why I say like okay. our show is so refreshing and rejuvenating. Like even okay. in. That's, that's, the, that's the dog. That's oh. the dog. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all know what city we in. Right. Listen, listen, listen. That's the dog in his cage so, moving around. So, so, like, our show is so different from what networks really put on. As far as, like, because, like, I've had a question asked me when I used to have a manager. Mm. My manager asked me at the time, like, what's something I'm not willing to compromise on with the show? Right. And, like, I was not willing to compromise the image of the main character. For sure. Because, you know, a lot a lot of these, like, networks, like, they like to input sex and for things. Sure. Like, all for that sure. stuff into the... Crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what I'm not going to do with her is make her become this character that's promiscuous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not even having the guys out there like that on the show. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm reinventing or refreshing the image of the black character. To that point, then, um, it also seems like if since, since it's not gritty enough and it's like lighthearted and funny and, and you know still truthful enough, yeah, yeah. What about something like maybe Comedy Central potentially? Now Comedy Central is a little too goofy. Okay. 
So so like the show doesn't go like into like some black Jesus type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fair like, like it don't it don't Fair go that way. Like even like South Side. Like that's what that's yeah. what I was thinking like, of. It, does, it, don't, it yeah. don't touch on the South Side okay. side. Because okay. it's, it's it is way more serious, but there's enough like breakups like with the comedy like the comedy breaks it up a little bit gotcha. but it, if we had to classify it it would be more like a dramedy where the drama is more than the comedy yeah. but like you're gonna laugh at certain instances gotcha. because you're gonna relate to certain For things sure. so kind of sure. like how like i don't classify insecure as a comedy it's a drama for sure but you laugh at it because yeah. you're like damn i went through that that's crazy like my yeah, guy yeah, yeah. just went through that like gotcha. that's what the show is kind of gonna feel okay. like where it's like oh okay. i can relate to that that's that's funny damn okay. that to, to look at something from a third person yeah, point yeah. of view is like oh that's that's actually funny true you true, know true. so that's kind of what it's gonna be like um, peacock for sure though, you know i think peacock could go crazy with it bro sure, now man. to keep it true i do have a deal with a with a streaming network but we're gonna give them another show because okay. I, I need midwesterner to have legs that are like Unseen, yeah, just stand on its own, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet, bet, bet. Oh, look at that peacock. Man. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I definitely think peacock would be where it is. Hey, man, I'm, I'm here for it. How, like I said, however, I can support, however, my listeners support. I'm, 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 I'm behind this, so, man. So. Make sure y'all jump on the Kickstarter for I'm gonna put real. the link in the description. Help me, help me, nigga. help me. On that note, man, we gonna we gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. We gonna close out today. I ain't trying to take too much more of your time. Uh, this is the part of the show, the segment of the show in which you know I let my guests name drop whatever they want to name drop projects that they're working on, which y'all clearly have just done. Uh, where do people can find you? Where do people can support you at? Where do people can you know chime in on Midwesterners and stay up to date with everything Midwestern at this that time. Oh, <laughs> me first. Always, <laughs> ladies first. Um, okay, so um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Nia I am. That's N I A dot I A M, and um, on Facebook at Nia Nicole. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Now, uh, for me, getting ready to produce this short film. Um, it's called Alice. It's kind of like um, imagine Alexa being the perfect device that like whatever you want in the world the device can guide you to getting to whatever your perfect goal is if you wanted a million dollars in a week the device will give you a plan that if you follow the plan you got a million dollars in a week now the plan might be to rob a bank and might be to go create some software but whatever the plan is you have a million dollars by the end of that week. So I'm doing that short film uh, with these black, with a black director and black writer um, in Chicago too. They just signed me to the project a couple days ago. Okay. Big, um, big, big ups, big ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super big ups, super big ups. And I'm doing another project I just got attached to called The Pretenders. Um, TV show, uh, kind of like an anthology, kind of like American Horror Story. Ah. Um, got some some people coming out of Columbia that you know got connections and can do some things and for sure they just brought me on that project like yeah i can't really speak too much on it but let's just say it's some trippy trippy stuff bro some <laughs> trippy stuff it's not not really my cup of tea but it's something that's gonna diversify my portfolio there you go. crazy yeah, ain't nothing wrong with having different shit on the portfolio. man and then you know if y'all want to help out with midwestern you just go on my page 
you know, go to my go anything on my name. Just, you know what? Just go to Google and type in my name. I type in not Google me though. I'm just saying, like you can just <laughs> that's just I mean, the easiest way to do it. At this like, point though, with the shit you've done, you probably you the probably easiest are way Google. if you just if you just type in my name on Google, click on any link. Um, Midwesterner will probably be somewhere through there, uh, where you just type in Midwesterner with my name on Google and it'll pop up more than likely. Uh, but yeah, we just need y'all help, man. Like, oh, and let's let me get you a spelling of my name. So it's T A. V is in Victor, O R E S. That's that's just it. Type that into any social media platform, and I will pop up. I am the only Tavoris Johnson in Chicago. There you go. Late. Right, probably the only Tavoris Johnson in the world. Damn near, yeah. damn near, shit. But yeah. So thank my mama for making that uh, that first name. Oh, we thank mama's for everything. Thank my father for giving that last name. There you go. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another lovely episode of the Children Against Podcast. Uh, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen with the Midwesterners Project and everything else that my guests today will work on in the future. Um, however, I can partner up and speak other things into existence. By all means, let me know if y'all want to come back on another. Well, fuck if when y'all decide to come, when y'all come, when y'all come back, you know. No, we coming back. When y'all slide back, spin the block back. I hope y'all got other things that y'all can uh, talk about or even update the progress on Midwesterners. You know. Um, I don't know if this is the first show that y'all spoke anything on that show about, but if I am, hey, I'll take that. So uh, i love to see the trajectory, forward progression, anything else that happens on it. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is K-Dot. I am signing off. This has been another episode of Children in This Podcast. I love y'all. Peace.